Good afternoon, everyone. This is Ed Scott, the CEO of Electrify. And on behalf of CDO Magazine, and it's 350,000 readers in over 175 countries globally, we are very, very excited to welcome Tracy Daniels, uh, who is the Chief Data Officer of Truist, one of the largest financial institutions in the United States of America, to chat with us today about all things data and AI and ML and how to drive success and measure success of these types of projects and technologies within the enterprise. Tracy, it's great to have you. Welcome. Thank you. A pleasure to be here with you today, Dad. Maybe we could start uh, by sharing, uh, by asking you to share uh, your terrific background with our audience and, and members globally. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So I, as you mentioned, am the chief data officer for Truist. Uh, in that role, I do, I try to do three things really well. One is govern the technology that we have, so setting up the law rules and regs of how we actually um, interact with data here at Truist. Um, our team's also responsible for the delivery of technology, so that's our data lakes, our unstructured data, our client systems. Um, and then the third role um, that I play is making sure that we have a data culture. We continue to build on our data culture. And that includes things like communities of practice and uh, data literacy and just conversations, whether it's on really cool topics like generative AI or sometimes topics people don't find as cool but are absolutely necessary like governance. We try to make sure we're doing that consistently across the enterprise um, prior to that, my uh, background has been in uh, something data and analytics. I've had fraud. I've had um, uh, fraud analytics teams, but I've also done operations and infrastructure and uh, general application development. That is, that is a very uh, deep and, and rich background. Now, for our viewers and our listeners around the world, Tracy and I had to, the opportunity to catch up for a few minutes prior to, to the phone call, and, and we were chatting and, and, and laughing and talking about really the, the state of play uh, of data. Where is data today? Where does that, where does the ball really sit? You know, is it in the green? Is it on the fairway? Or is it in the, is it in the fescue or the sand trap? You know, to, to use some U.S. golf uh, uh, metaphors. But Tracy, maybe we could start with that. I mean, you have such a great background. What are you seeing out there in the world, you know, at your organization, beyond your organization? What's the state of play with data? And if mm -hmm. people are struggling, why are they still struggling? Yeah, so I, I think of it in two ways, right? Um, one, I think about offense and I think about defense. So I'm not sure exactly which sports analogy I'm going for, but we're just going to go with it that <laughs> way, right? So on the defensive side, we are all we all continue to struggle with um, data quality as the volume and veracity of data continues to explode. Um, how do you make sure it is the best quality data that you have? Um, uh, we continue to um, look at stores of data that continues to uh, grow. So how do you make sure that that data is resilient? I, I think about all the efforts we put into privacy considerations. So more and more data, more uses of data, more innovative uses of data. How do we make sure that we are engendering trust from our clients and customers as well as other institutions? So the defensive side continues to like intensify like nothing I think any of us have ever seen. And then on the offensive side, it continues to grow and intensify as well, right? You um, had, again, lots of different types of store. You had data lakes, you had lake houses, you have fabrics, you have meshes. And then, oh, my God, here comes this thing called generative AI. 
another way to use all that great data that you have in your organization um, and become even a little bit more surgical potentially in, in how you use it. So it's just become, I think, more and more complex and both the offensive and the defensive side continue to intensify. Everybody seems to be struggling uh, with data quality and, you know, and, and building these, you know, being able to build and scale the data pipelines and ensure the data quality for whatever purpose, whether you're reporting to regulators, whether you're reporting mm-hmm. to the board or reporting to, you know, business unit leaders. Can you share some insights into, into some things that, uh, that uh, into some reasons why you think people are struggling and then perhaps some of the tools of the trade and tricks of the trade that you're using to, to help in that regard and, and advance data quality? Yeah, so you know, it's funny. I've been having this conversation a little bit with um, <laughs> consulting firms and some of my peers in the organization or in in the industry, and asking like, why do we all continue to struggle with this? And there's a been a couple of interesting, I think, responses. One, sort of in the vein of what gets measured gets managed. Um, depending on where you are in that life cycle and the type of industry you're in, the number of things that you think are important and where you spend your time and quality has probably grown. So if I if I thought it was balance sheet and I, I got that number right, um, or those sets of numbers right, I still need to focus on, you know, these other things over here and how those data points uh, connect. So it can just continues to grow as we sort of talked about a little bit um, earlier. Um, and then what some of the tips and tricks, you know, one of the things we we try to do here at Truist is make sure it's not just a one person's game, right? It's not just EDO's responsibility for quality. It's really the organization's responsibility. And whether you're at the front end of data going into a system of record, we wanna make sure you understand that responsibility um, and that we've enabled you to do it as best you can with um, technology, with training, all that kind of good stuff. You're responsible for moving data or transforming data. We want you to understand you have a responsibility for um, data quality in that realm as well. And you know what are the controls that you're putting in place? So I think there's different ways of being able to manage it. I get excited about um, technological advances that allow us to also um, manage, monitor, uh, and report on data uh, differently because I think it's getting to a point where you know a human can't do it. So you're going to need um, different types of technologies to help you do it, uh, and weaving those technologies together, you know, a little bit more end to end. Let's dive in here a little bit for for our for our readers and friends across the globe and and probe just a a, a bit if we if we could. This notion of uh, of building data pipelines, scaling data pipelines, ensuring the data quality is probably one of the most important things that a regulated financial institution can uh, can actually do. And it's not easy, as uh, as you and I both know. And there are institutions, you know, across uh, across the U.S. that have run afoul of of rules and regulations and reporting requirements. And at the source of it is the inability to scale and build data pipelines and ensure the data quality. You brought up a very interesting word that that I that I'm focused on, and I want to I want to get your reaction to this. You brought up the word responsibility, responsibility for the data. All of us in large enterprises know that if we're going to end up with a a data product, a visualization product, or so forth, a reporting product, it is the result of many different departments Mm. touching data and that data multiplying on on previous data in order to get to a result. How do you handle responsibility, data responsibility within the organization? Can you give give us some insights into that? Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll, I will be super honest, right? We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the indifferent. 
Um, so on the good side, right, we, we set the expectations actually in policy that there are data owners and we talk about the responsibilities, we talk about the expectations, things like control, et cetera. Um, we look for ways to manage and monitor that, right? So everybody has the best of intentions. Um, but again, as you mentioned, in a regulated um, business, you want evidentiary, right? Um, uh, show uh, the things that you've said that you've done. So, you know, moving away from anything that um, too much that looks like attestation, actually seeing the evidence, right? Either in a control or in a, in a dashboard or, or an inventory of um, things that you have out there. Um, we also, uh, you know, the team, I, I think about some of the work that we did through merger um, and there was, um, you know, some innovation and expansion of tools and frameworks that we use technically to be able to manage that work. Because again, we were moving a lot of data that we wanted to make sure that data was um, accounted for. We used to say like no data left behind. Um, and so using some of the technology to be able to um, inventory that movement and um, actually map the data and how it flows were, I think, important tools to give us confidence in um, the data that we were moving, the data that we're managing, um, and the responsibility that we had in different places along um, the life cycle. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Um, but the intention, right, is there and clear. And so every day we work to be a little bit better um, at doing that across the various um, pipelines. Well, I think all of us would be uh, would be well served by visiting Tracy's LinkedIn page from time to time to see what pearls of wisdom she drops up on there for all of us to take advantage of. On behalf of CDO and the CDO Magazine, and all of the listeners around the world, Tracy Daniels, thank you so much for your time today. It has been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much, Ed.